All right, where do you start, Chris? I mean, there's so much going on in the world. I'm going to start with this. More than 130 imams from Britain refusing to offer Islamic burials to the three men who launched attacks Saturday night in London, killing seven and wounding dozens more. And they are urging fellow imams not to uh, give a privilege to the uh, the dead terrorists. I like it. I think that everyone should uh, pass them over. Not uh, not not take them in and not uh, not help them out. You know, I, I get that they have families, but who cares? They these guys, uh, they're terrorists. They're scum. They're lower than anything I can imagine. And I'm glad that you know that these uh, imams are doing this about it. And uh, it's I think it's the start of a growing trend, or I'd like to think it is uh, within Islam to really not just reject terrorism, mm-hmm. but I, I really. Uh, make a, a strong public show and a face that is not part of what they support. And really what, what is needed is a, a reformation, um, reformation movement away from the uh, extremism that's uh, boiled over the last decade or two. Well, I don't know where you were this morning when this news story broke, but you most likely were at work, so you haven't heard this yet. But it's interesting. Uh, Toronto woman's been charged after... She um, was uh, wearing a, what looked like an ISIS bandana, allegedly swung a golf club, and then later took out a knife at a Canadian tire on Saturday afternoon, same time as that terrorist rampage occurred in London at the Cedar Bray Mall in Scarborough at the Canadian Tire Stores. Apparently, she just walked into the paint section and started swinging a golf club at employees and yelled, Alu Akbar. Uh, she is 32. She's facing seven charges, including two counts of assault with a weapon, two counts of possession of a weapon, death, uh, threatened death or bodily harm and carrying a concealed weapon. She is scheduled to appear at College Park Courts. Uh, she appeared this morning, actually. That's why the story broke today. It is. Uh, that's interesting. I, I still, you know, you hear about these stories and I still I'm not going to look over my shoulder when I go to a Canadian Tire. I mean, I will if there's a commotion. It's just, you know, it's going to happen, but I'm not at that point yet where I'm overly concerned. But uh, obviously something to be aware of. Hey, uh, yesterday we told you about the um, that horrible story with two police officers, two constables here in Toronto who were caught on that hot mic on their uh, in their squad car. Uh, joking about uh, a woman with Down syndrome, saying that she was disfigured, half a person. Uh, one said that he was going to now, from now on, refer to uh, people as artistic. That would be his code word. It was pretty disgusting stuff, and we had a great conversation about it. Um, and Mark Saunders, the Toronto police chief, decided to uh, pay a little visit to the family. And, uh, you know, he dropped by yesterday and apparently apologized. And it was all hugs and smiles and encouragement from the family. So I think that was good that he dropped by. Um Mike McCormack, who's head of the police uh, association, uh, said, you know, the uh, constables are they feel terrible about it. They're embarrassed. They're devastated by what they said and they want to apologize and make an amends. That's a good start. Uh, He also went on to say that uh, I know both of these officers and I know this is not how they conduct themselves in public. They're good police officers. And to that, I'm going to read a tweet that somebody sent me yesterday and I thought it was a very good point. It was from uh, V. Pat's who said at Kelly Cotrera to the guy that said the cops didn't expect the convo to be public. Integrity is who you are when no one is watching. Mm. Ain't that the truth? That's a good tweet if you want to follow at Kelly Cotrera. That's one to chew on for a while. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, Ontario's pledging to create 45,000 new child care spaces. <laughs> Won't somebody please think of the children? 
for the votes. It's a new framework. It aims to increase access to high-quality child care by funding those new spaces, uh, which are 45,000 new licensed spaces, providing more funding for licensed home child care and offering more fee subsidies for families who need them and keep the liberals in power. You look at I feel sorry for Torontonians, the G- GTA, highest uh, child care fees in the country. Toronto topping the list. Uh, average fee for one child in um, child care, as far as uh, an infant, $1,649 a month. Chris, you might want to rethink having a family. <laughs> That's why it's such a perfect vote grab. Yeah. Right? Promise them this, and it, none of it will actually take place until well after the uh, election, so they can figure it out later or not deal with it at all because it's a Hail Mary. This is them looking at their dismal numbers and continually to pro- continually promising things further down the road and not doing anything about the mess that they've created in the past. It's interesting. You bring up Hail Marys. I figure that the Wynn government is stringing together a rosary right now with so many Hail Marys <laughs> that they have recently released. Uh, they'll be, uh, when do we get to the Our Father? I want to see what that one looks like. It's going to be a doozy. Speaking of doozies, according to David Phillips, who's a senior climatologist at Environment Canada, oh GTA God. in for a big mosquito invasion this summer. And uh, tr- later this month, Toronto Public Health going to be in uh, monitoring adult mosquitoes. They're looking for West Nile virus. I'm more worried about Lyme disease, to tell you the honest goodness truth. I I frequently and religiously now do tick checks because I'm terrified. I told you somebody close mm-hmm. to me was diagnosed with Lyme. It is not a good thing. Well, with the mosquitoes, too, there's the danger of Zika, for all we know at this point. I know mm-hmm. we haven't had anything like that. West this Nile far more. North. West mm-hmm. Nile. Zika, not yet. We don't have the Zika mosquitoes yet. Not this far north yet. Not this far yet. I think uh, some of the southern states had you. some Zika last Speaking year. Oh, well, I, um, I, I, I thought, uh, where can I bring it from Lyme? <laughs> yeah, let's take it to, let's go one step further. Uh, by the way, he says the temperatures that we found on the cool side are perfect for mosquitoes. They're generally more active and faster biting when the conditions are kind of lukewarm. Really? I did not know that. I would have thought warmer would have been better for them, but uh, that's why he's the senior climatologist. I guess everything slows down. That's why they're so easy to kill when I'm drinking my gin and tonics <laughs> on a hot day on, a, on the porch, right? Just boom. You get them because they're lazy. Uh, this is an interesting story about uh, it uh, deals with Russian hackers. Apparently, they've breached U.S. voting software. This is according to a leaked document that uh, was uploaded yesterday. And uh, Russian hackers, they say, attacked at least one U.S. voting software supplier days before the presidential election. And uh, it suggests that election-related hacking penetrated further into the U.S. voting system than previously known. What I found really interesting about this story is shortly after the release of this story, which was reported by The Intercept on Monday, the Justice Department announced it had made an arrest, charged a government contractor with leaking classified top-secret-level information, the leaker's name, Reality Winner. I kid you not. Reality Winner. But in reality, he's a loser. It's a girl. Oh. He's a she. He's a she. All right. It's three. In reality. <laughs> you know what I find amazing, too? We heard about the uh, TTC um, employees undergoing random drug checks yeah, and alcohol checks. And the first checks. time they did it, they caught some guys. Two people. And they're up to four no, right now as the guys. count. Can you, like, this seems bizarre, but random alcohol and drug testing for pilots is under consideration at a summit this week. That's not already in play. Yeah, I kid you not. We're going to talk with Jock Williams, who's a retired commercial pilot, and figure out 
why we're not doing this yet 